and welcome to Think Travel Leadership Circle, a podcast series where we talk to industry leaders about the latest and greatest travel trends. I'm Hermione Joy, sector lead for travel based in Singapore for Google Asia Pacific. People have developed a newfound appreciation for travel due to the pandemic and the limited experiences that were available to them. With this heightened appreciation for travel, we've also seen heightened expectations from travellers. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking to Lucy Werner, Vice President of Rosewood Group Hotels, to understand how the brand is approaching travellers today and their new expectations. Hi, Lucy, and thank you so much for uh, joining us for Think Travel Leadership Circle podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Now, I'm a huge fan of Rosewood um, and everything that you have been doing in your properties, but would you mind sharing a little bit about uh, for our audience about yourself and the company? Absolutely. Well, firstly, thanks for the invite. It's fantastic to be back and, uh, and great to see you. Um, so I'm Lucy Werner. I uh, lead commercial for Rosewood. So that encompasses our global uh, sales, marketing, revenue management, and digital and custom experience. Um, we have three hotel brands. So Rosewood, which is our ultra luxury new world, um, which is mostly focused on Asia Pacific, um, sort of more focused on business travel and then costs our lifestyle brand, as well as two um, concepts, Asaya, our wellness and spa, and then Carlisle & Co, which is our members club. And uh, before I joined Rosewood, I was a long-term Googler um, and uh, led the, uh, the cloud business in Hong Kong and uh, was a peer with you with uh, travel across APAC. So wonderful to be back. You guys are the experts or one of the experts in what we'd call the crop of the new high flyers um, uh, that's coming out in travel. And I'd love to pick your brains around luxury travel and what you're seeing as, um, you know, across the various brands that you have and have mentioned. Uh, one thing that I, we, we're seeing a lot in our data uh, or our insights is that we believe that trips are kind of becoming a milestone event. Uh, and I, I was curious to see if you're seeing similar type of trends come through your, your data um, and also like what changes you're seeing in terms of booking behaviours post-pandemic. Maybe you could share what happened in like pre-pandemic and then post-pandemic. You know, indeed, we, we see a, a return or, or revenge travel happening specifically this summer. Um, there's obviously a lot of pent up demand after the pandemic and we see consumers taking longer splurge trips with a, a real willingness to pay higher ADRs. Um, the recovery is obviously being led by US and Europe. Um, Asia Pacific is a little slower to recover. Obviously, um, some of the restrictions are still in place across China. So, you know, the um, the data that we see is incredibly strong um, from the US to Europe this summer. We've seen triple the demand as pre-pandemic. So um, in Rosewood, we're like, it's the summer of, uh, of, of Americans going to Europe, mainly tier one destinations like London and, and Paris and Italy. Um, the UK has also had a strong rebound. So the UK is up around 20% um, from pre-pandemic times in terms of um, travel. You know, we also see longer lead times. So when we uh, touch on the US, so I spoke a little bit about, you know, the, the pent up demand from US to Europe, um, the lead time has increased 20 days um, from the US. So the typical US consumers booking their stay with Rosewood about 49 days out. 
Um, EMAC, uh, so Europe uh, and Middle East are, are also up on, on um, lead time, so about 17 days. And then Asia Pacific has shortened their booking window, so um, that is shortened by around four days, just due to the fluidity of COVID restrictions and changes. Um, but we do believe that China and, and Asia will rebound um, incredibly strongly as COVID eases. We've seen uh, increased demand for Philippines, Vietnam, and Cambodia. And uh, as restrictions ease in China, um, we've seen incredibly strong um, bookings in like Dalian and Sanya and Guangzhou. That sounds very positive uh, and also quite interesting in terms of the dynamics. In terms of ADRs, what's been the biggest change in driving that? Is it just that people, are they booking different type of rooms? Are they, are they staying for longer or are they, you, could you talk us through that? And then for those who, who are listening, ADRs are um, average daily rate that people would spend um, at a hotel. Yeah, so there's, there's definitely been a shift to booking um, larger rooms, so suites and then residences. Um, you know, we've seen that the um, consumers are traveling either with groups of friends or with families, and that's kind of driving the demand for more suite inventory, um, more residences, and then we've actually experienced longer stays. And as a result of that, um, consumer behavior is different when they, you know, are arriving on property. So they're looking for more in-destination experiences, more ancillary services like private chefs coming into the villas to cook or, you know, experience experiencing um, different aspects and attributes of the resort and then beyond the resort, which has really um, held, helped us to sort of morph our offers beyond hospitality into more experiences and um, sort of bringing luxury lifestyle to our consumers. There's a theme for travel for love, um, which is, you know, travel with your family. And obviously, you know, with the pandemic, with resetting values, I think people are really keen to have that interpersonal connection, whether it's families or close friends, and are really wanting to make sure they make the most of every moment in, in travel. So that staying together previously where they may not have or, or averse visiting. Um, when you were first talking, you just touched on the sort of city destinations. Are you seeing, you know, pre Post-pandemic, we saw in our data a huge shift um, for people to have wellness and um, also uh, nature-based stays. Now, I know you have a very diverse property set. Are you seeing, um, now we talked also about the revenge traveler, um, I myself, a, a large revenge traveler, um, uh, and it's a lot of fun, but I, I've noticed the way my behavior has changed, and I'm also seeing this in the data, uh, is that you know the revenge traveler really went straight to the wellness and nature destinations, and now is flipping back into the city. So we were just in Greece, we did Corfu, but then we actually spent time in Athens to do that traditional type of um, experience. Are you, what are you seeing in terms of uh, how consumers are behaving uh, and, and what type of destinations they're desiring? We're seeing very similar trends. So um, as the pandemic hit, our resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean um, experienced a surge. So 2021, um, you know, were record years for uh, for Mexico. A lot of that was, you know, due to proximity to the U.S. Um, and also, you know, the COVID protocols and um, need to sort of uh, get PCRs and, and COVID tests to re-enter the U.S. So people sort of stayed closer to home. Um, we have now seen a shift of those consumers that were either going to Mexico or staying local um, and going to resorts like in California, we have Miramar and Santa Barbara. Um, 
and those uh, those travelers are are shifting um, to do you know city escapes um, in you know in Europe um, predominantly or New York. Um, so so yes, there's definitely a, a change in uh, in travel patterns, and we've also seen uh, longer hauls. So the UK I mentioned has has picked up, but also um, markets like Brazil. So we opened a property in Brazil um, earlier this year in Sao Paulo, and we've actually seen uh, quite a large increase in uh, in Brazil as a feeder market. Um, which is quite long haul to to destinations like the US and uh, and Europe. In terms of the the mix of, of what people are wanting and the longer stays, are you seeing? You know, we talk a little bit about the rebound of business travel. Are you, are you seeing that in your data? Is there a preference? Because obviously, I I, I feel like companies are a bit more frugal, um, uh, but I'm not really sure how that pans out across a, 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 a diverse brand group from yours and if there is um, nuances between say the US, EMEA and also Asia? So the recovery was definitely led by Asia and we saw, you know, the transient and high ADR sort of return first. Um, but we have seen a pickup in corporate and group. So um, we've had, uh, you know, say group rebounded second um, and then corporate is actually at around 120% um, of pre-pandemic levels. So we have seen our group uh, business fully fully recover and is that corporate for you know like traveling like a C ceo so they're in and out or is that more corporate uh in terms of events so it's uh it's a mix so it's uh incentive groups um for example like president's club or um you know groups through consortia um but there is also uh travel so we've actually seen specifically this summer a return of corporations traveling and gathering um, you know at hotels to kind of bring their teams back together so very encouraging obviously led by uh, led by by us and Europe but we are seeing in Southeast Asia a strong rebound as well uh, in those two segments of group and corporate I mean I, I think the recovery has been has surprised us all right right through the globe um, and even in in APAC and more more um, more relevantly Southeast Asia I mean we're, we're without the, the the strong hook of business travel we've already recovered to pre-pandemic um, uh, volumes in terms of interest and, and demand and then you can see that that booking at long win window we see that also in terms of um, the insights that are coming from um, our uh, our clients and, and talking to people in terms of booking out longer is there a reason why you think people are doing that no I think people are you know planning these big um you know, longer stay trips and they they require sort of more thought and planning. Uh, and I think that's what's really driving the long booking window. And is there a supply issue? Are you finding that you're sold out? <laughs> In certain destinations, I mean, uh, Paris, London, Italy, um, you know, have, uh, have had a lot of demand this summer. I think the other thing worth mentioning is uh, just the, um, the complexity with flights, specifically in Europe, there have been a lot of flight cancellations that, um, you know, has, uh, has made the situation um, fluid. And, and so we sort of see it as a year of um, things slowly normalizing and, and stabilizing um, in terms of consumer demand, travel patterns, uh, airlift, which is obviously a big driver of, uh, of hotel demand. And in terms of demand, I was just wondering uh, across your portfolio, how are you seeing uh, travelers engage with your brand? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's, there's pent up demand, there's more demand for experiences once they are um, on property, um, driven by the longer stays and larger groups. 
we have really been focused on adding on ancillary offers to kind of, uh, you know, surface or experience, um, uh, add on those experiences for our customers. Um, and then we're also adding on uh, ancillary offerings. So if you look at some of our properties like Rosewood Hong Kong, they've got quite robust offerings on e-commerce because um, what we do see is a demand um, once consumers leave property to be able to, to still access our brand. So whether it's wellness or F&B or apparel offerings kind of linked to the luxury lifestyle of Rosewood, we, uh, we've seen incredibly strong uh, demand um, for, for that as well once consumers leave property. That certainly doesn't surprise me because with this milestone and, and luxury travel that I feel that is coming through and, and the mix in, in um, uh, the generations that are coming through with Gen Z and why, you know, having a branded hat or, or um, you know, uh, being able to share the, the, the moment of a high tea at um, Hong Kong Rosewood is really part of that experience and part of the reason that you're paying to be at that property. Uh, in terms of how consumers are coming to and finding Ro Rosewood, are you seeing any change in behaviour uh, in terms of uh, how they find your hotel properties pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Yeah, big shift to digital. Um, so, you know, we've seen our digital bookings go up by about 47% um, year on year. So, um, you know, as consumers are coming back, they are booking direct. Um, you know, I think there's there's several reasons for that, right? The need for flexibility based on COVID, based on, um, you know, changes with flight, um, cancellations and you know so so we're seeing digital kind of leading the way and, and leading recovery you know we've put a lot of um, measures in place uh, pre during and sort of post pandemic um, to be able to cater the, to the consumer expectations so I can give you an example with uh, with COVID when um, consumers were leaving the US if they had a risk of testing positive for COVID um, they might be stranded in that destination so we actually introduced um, something called travel with confidence that we put in place for our resorts, for example, in the Caribbean, where if um, a customer tested positive for COVID, either we would host them in a suite covering all their F&B up to $150 a day on our expense, or we would airlift them on a jet back to um, the closest port of entry in the US. Um, so, you know, we were sort of putting uh, measures like this in place um, if consumers book direct to give them confidence to kind of take the risk of, of leaving the US and, and take a, a break um, during COVID. Now you've talked a bit about them wanting to do more experiences on property, but in terms of how they're expecting the brand to engage, are you seeing um, you know changes in terms of a desire for personalization, personalization or um, perhaps uh, um, also uh, like um, uh, wanting more from the brand, uh, you know, could you share more about how the consumer is sort of operating and engaging with your brand and their expectations and also how that change has happened pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? In terms of consumer profiles, we've seen our consumer profiles shift a little bit younger pre to post-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, um, the average Rosewood consumer was around 40. Um, blended across all the regions currently, um, the average Rosewood customer is around 38. Um, we see US consumers um, being slightly older at around 48, and then Europe and, and Asia make up the difference skewing younger. Um, we've also seen a higher rate 
rate of return stays um, across our properties and across our brands. And, um, you know, consumers are, are definitely sort of um, coming back, trying out different properties. And then, um, as I'd mentioned, we're adding on more ancillary experiences through digital. So I mentioned, you know, 47% increase in um, book direct and we're offering, you know, once you've booked your stay to be able to add on those auxiliary experiences and then also add on lifestyle offers um, through e-commerce, um, you know, in related or ancillary categories like apparel and wellness and, and F&B. So really sort of rounding out our offering um, and also, you know, a shift to um, intergenerational travel, larger groups traveling, and then adding on ancillary offerings like, you know, chefs coming into your um, villa or residence to um, to cook meals, um, massage services, uh, you know, in your residence, etc. So there's a lot of chatter about this pent up demand, the revenge traveler, but how much is this going to, how much is this here to stay? What, what are your views in terms of what the future will look and the mix of travel in the next sort of 12 to 18 months? Yeah, so obviously globally there are continued changes afoot, right, with high inflation um, and we still see from forward pace very, very strong consumer um, pent-up demand. I'm very excited to see when COVID restrictions ease in China, um, what that rebound um, will mean across Southeast Asia and, and globally, because what we have seen is um, a strong rebound in China. So I mentioned areas like Sanya and Dalia, and you know, as restrictions have eased, we've seen um, 90 percent occupancy, you know, almost immediately um, as restrictions ease. So we definitely see kind of a second wave of pent up demand um, coming from China. And so, uh, yeah, we are um, incredibly optimistic about um, the future. I think, you know, there's uh, there's definitely going to be a normal normalization of regions like the Americas that have kind of uh, recovered first, um, but there will be a second wave uh, from Asia Pacific. You look after one of the the world's most premium uh, brands and hotels. What are your top tips in terms of getting deals uh, for for the the can, the traveler out there? Can you share any inside secrets? <laughs> Book direct. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we really are trying to make sure that we've got good rate parity across channels and, um, you know, we are, are looking at how we offer advanced purchase. Um, and I would say, you know, there's certain times of year. So whether it's uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Double Eleven, where they're good deals. So watch out for those deals to come over the, the coming holiday periods. I have one more last question because it is really topical at the moment and it is around sustainability. We're seeing high growth, um, high growth but lower volume in terms of sustainability. Uh, in terms of expectations of customers, are you seeing a desi strong desire for that and are you building for that? Do you think this is just a, a fad, um, you know, post-pandemic and, and, and how are you guys viewing sustainability in the travel space? So sustainability is um, one of our, our core principles. So we build our resorts and hotels with sustainability in mind. So we lead certified in, in many of the hotels and resorts. And then sustainability measures are incorporated throughout the customer experience. So for example, we don't have single use plastic. Um, we provide you know water bottles and there's water fountains installed all throughout the properties. Um, so you know we are looking at food recycling um, and also you know how beyond sustainability within the properties, how we uplift the communities. So um, we just launched 
launched an initiative, Rosewood Empowers, where we are, um, for example, introducing schools and communities um, around our Mexican resorts because, you know, many of our employees um, and their families, you know, have small children. And so um, beyond sustainability on the property, we're looking at how do we sustain the communities um, around our properties uh, in the destinations. Lucy, I just want to um, wrap by saying thank you so much for giving us your time uh, and um, and sharing so much on luxury travel and uh, the way Rosewood is approaching um, uh, this sort of new post, uh, post-pandemic endemic world. Uh, and just thank you for your time uh, today. Great to see you. Thanks so much.